Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast brought to you by Yui. Over 100,000 claims taken care of every year. Now that's an impressive stat. For a better insurance experience, think Yui. Welcome to another NRL Fantasy Podcast. Chris Kennedy in the studio with Dom Brock to take you through the round 23 teams. Dom, we're on the home stretch now, but unfortunately it looks like a little bit of that late season injury crisis we were waiting for is upon us. Yeah, definitely. A few big names um, out, some are in. Uh, massive news day in general for us in the uh, office uh, on Tuesday. Sure We've barely had time to look at uh, the fan- fantasy ramifications of the team list, but there are some big ones. So, uh, yeah, let's take a look. Let's put aside the other news and dive straight into some team lists. It kicks off on Thursday night at Bankwest Stadium. Two pretty informed teams, it's got to be said. Eels on a mm-hmm. four-match winning run and, uh, I think, seven of their last eight and Dogs five of their last seven, something like that. So should actually be a pretty fair contest between these two old rivals. Um, Eels, plenty of points on offer when they put the Titans to the sword last week. Mitch Moses, probably unders compared to what we thought he yeah. might get at 61, but um, it's a measure of how good he's going now that 61's a, a disappointment. Yeah. Um, Manu Mo just in smashing he's form. flying, isn't he? Yeah, it's kind of hard to um, put your finger on why Mo's going so great, but he's doing even better than Moses in the last few games. Um, what did he get? 79 last 79, week? I think. Try, two trices. Yeah, playmaking big man. So, um, yeah, those guys are going great. Moses is a great target for the Haas, as we've said in the last few weeks. Uh, Nathan Brown had a quiet one, as you can expect in a game that's you know, a one-sided win. Mm. He gets a lot of points through his uh, work and defence especially, and they didn't have to do that much of that. So Got a bit of an early shower as well. Yeah, so don't be uh, too put off by that. This could be a close game, as you say. The Bulldogs have been managing to you know, really stay with it and win a few games against uh, teams they're expected to lose to in the last few rounds. So this could be very close. Team-wise, not too much doing. I think Junior Paulo comes back after a week off with injury, a couple of minor reshuffles, but um, not much else doing there and probably no one else really worth talking about from a fantasy point of view. On the Dogs' front, uh, like I said, a few wins of late, a few guys in reasonable form. Aidan Tolman, who was doing pretty well at the start of the year, has um, had another little kick along. Um, Josh Jackson getting a few points. Um, Bull Hopper Whitey still getting a few points. Um, it's probably most of them really still you don't want in a, a best 17, ideally. Sure. Tolman's current form is maybe on par with one of those kind of players, but yeah, he's he's dipped off as well before that. They're a funny one, the Bulldogs, because they did this kind of thing last year as well. They had a good winning streak at the end yeah. of the season when they were out of finals contention already, so... I don't know. Maybe next year they try to convince the team that they're, you know, out of contention early. Maybe make up some kind of salary cap thing so they're playing for no points and see if they can uh, win a few games. Who knows? Um, but yeah, as we've said, I think I think Tolman's maybe by the rest are, are in f- good form at the moment, but mm. not those reliable keepers that you can get at other clubs. Yeah, Tolman probably a buy if you're stuck with a Fafita Tamawolo type and, and don't have the cash for um, someone yeah, who's exactly. you know, one of the real primos. Um, Friday footy kicks off up there in Townsville. The Cowboys hosting the Panthers. Uh, Cowboys very disappointing a couple of weeks since they almost beat the Sharks in the Shire a few weeks ago. Um, shocking news today. Mm. Um, Matt Scott apparently a, a mild stroke on the way back from the game um, on the weekend and, and still stuck in a Brisbane hospital. So obviously sending our um, you know best wishes to to Scott and his family. Um, in fantasy terms, probably the big talking point. Uh, Jason Tamalolo, a laid out last week, not a laid out, but was named on Tuesday yep. and then uh, scratched not too long after that. He's in jersey 18, which is. Probably worst case because we don't know if he's in or out. <laughs> yeah, a real headache. So a lot of people sold him last week. Um, a lot held him as well. I've still got him in my team. 
Um, yeah, same. Yeah, and as you say, 18th man, it's really tricky. Um, you know, if he's fit, I assume he starts at lock and probably scores pretty well. But, you know, if he's out, then, you you know, you've got a lot of money on your, on your bench in what is probably, if your team's still, you know, uh, in action, it's a knockout final, so you don't want to be leaving out plays mm. like that. So, yeah, um, I mean, I guess the ideal situation is we know by the 24-hour teams on Thursday, which is the start of the round, whether Tamalolo's in or out. Um, you know, chances are they just leave him in there at Jersey, 9, at Jersey 18, but maybe they drop him out altogether if he's unfit, or maybe they, you know, reshuffle their team officially and put him in, in the lock spot so we know he's going to play and make some statement to that effect. But, um, yeah, at this point, yeah, a real a real tricky one for fantasy coaches. Yeah, well, like you say, if we do know at the 24-hour cutoff, that's before any games have exactly. started. So before you have to worry about captaincy options and trades and that yeah. sort of thing. So hopefully... And worst case, yeah, you're right. Worst case, you keep an eye on the team list at Friday, 5 o'clock, and if he's out, then probably make a trade. And I mean, even, you know, the second game of the round, so unless the bloke you're trading him for is Nathan Brown or Mitch Moses or someone, yeah. then that's, they're There's the only guys who'll be locked yeah. out. Um, or Tolman, they're the only guys to be locked out before you, you know 100% yep. for certain. Um, just looking at the Panthers, um, some up and down form for both the team and the, the fantasy scorers. Um, James Fisher-Harris, who's uh, turned into a real keeper, had a, a huge uh, demerit-laden performance a fortnight ago, came back with a pretty useful 63 on the weekend, but the demerits all ended up mm. with uh, Brenton Aiden, who I think matched his record of about 26 demerits but um, without all the base stats against them yes. he finished up on minus 8 and I think we were talking at some point we were trying to remember any lower scores than that yeah I, don't, I can't remember anyone getting double figures like minus 10 or worse so. yeah there was a game I think it was between Canberra and Cronulla um, a few years ago back when I think Cronulla finished up with the Spoons was mm. about five or six years ago and uh, Josh McCrone got hooked at half time with a bunch of missed tackles and about five errors yeah. and I think he might have just about got to double figures okay. but it's certainly close to the all time performance it's not what you want to be yeah so hopefully uh, you didn't have to play Brent Naden in your team last week um, yeah Cleary what did he get around 50 yard back to pretty yeah. solid scores um, Toto's another one who's kind of one of those maybe loophole guys or, or backup winger fullbacks if you're really struggling for depth there but um, yeah I think that's, that's about that's about it Fisher-Harris, Cleary still the, the big guns yeah yeah. I don't think you really want anyone else um, from those guys in your 17 uh, second Friday game the grudge match the Seabold Bennett Cup <laughs> um, quite looking forward to, to this one and seeing how it pans out um, Brisbane, uh, at time of recording, we're not sure yet if... Uh, if well, No, Pangai's definitely out, isn't he? Because he's one week ever yes, successful. Exactly, yeah. OK, so we do know at time of recording that Pangai will not be there. Um, and also um, Jake Turpin's taken the early place, so he's suspended as well. So they've lost a couple for disciplinary reasons. Sean O'Sullivan back. Um, talking point, obviously, the big man, the freak, the mm. favourite of the fantasy coaches, Payne Haas, just what an absolutely sensational season and what a sensational game. Yeah, we were saying last week that um, you know he's having the best fantasy season of any player ever considering his starting price and that was before he got 100. <laughs> you know, there's a real sense of satisfaction when you have as captain the, the best scorer of the round and <laughs> I didn't have that sense last week <laughs> because uh, I switched it to uh, Cameron McInnes like a few of us did and it did not work. But yeah, Payne Haas, yeah. amazing game, 100 points. That try, I hope you've all seen by now, where he um, ran 40 metres, beat three players. Huge. So yeah, he's going to be a very op 
obvious captaincy choice this week. I think pretty much everyone who has him will probably make him captain unless you really need to gamble mm. in your head-to-head matchup. Uh, yeah, at least that simplifies that decision a, a bit, I think, this week. going to say not to rub it in, but I was going to switch to McInnes. It's yep. purely based on your record at picking captains. I stuck with Haas. <laughs> got good lucky. Move, good move. Um, I almost put it on Tedesco the week that he got 92, which would have been mm. captaining the, the top score of the round. So uh, nice to finally get one this late in the season. Yeah. Um, anyone else? David Fafida is in plenty of teams and doing reasonably well. Yeah. Um, um, Milford had an okay game. Score on the 40s. I think that's about it. Pat Carrigan's turned into a very uh, mm. handy, very cheap player if you manage to fluke him during the buy rounds. Got him early, yeah. And um, Katoni Stagg sort of continues to score well when he scores a try exactly, and poorly yeah. when he doesn't. They um, take on the Bunnies, still going through a bit of injury duress. Uh, Sam Burgess has been named at prop, uh, went off with obviously a quad strain last week. The big blow for a lot of us, um, poor Braden Burns went down mm. after being folded up and uh, tore his hamstring again. He was um, certainly in my team, you know, 18th man and providing depth cover for wing fullback and centre. So he's out for the rest of the fantasy season at the very least, if not the um, the NRL season. Um, so huge blow there. Damien Cook scored well despite the, the bunnies not going so well on the field. He's still getting plenty of tackles yep. and... Um, Running the ball a little bit. Um, Cam Murray and a lot of teams still going quite well. They're probably the main ones. Yeah, Adam Reynolds got a 50 as yep. well. Um, yeah, Burns, as you say, it's an interesting one because he's not necessarily a top 17 player, but he's the ultimate kind of backup option mm. for covering centre and wing a fullback. And in the last few rounds, if you know if you run out of trades and any injuries hit, it's going to really hurt having you know him being injured in your reserves. So that's a big blow. Um, and yeah, Burgess, we don't really know at this point whether he will play. I think, um, yeah, uh, there was an injury report from the South today on Tuesday morning uh, saying it's usually a five to ten day injury and they have about it, it's a seven day layoff. So, um, yeah, touch and go whether he starts at this point. Obviously, uh, if you do need him, then keep an eye on the, uh, the late mail through the week. Um, the next game is the Sharks up against the Warriors, 3 p.m. at Points Bet Stadium on Saturday. Um, Sharks sort of got away with it a bit last week. They were terrible in the second half, but um, found a, um, a pretty lucky try towards the end to, uh, to sneak away with the win. Um, Matt Moylan is out with a hamstring injury, so as per um, the other times he's been out, Dugan to fullback, uh, Josh Morris to centre Mulatalo on the wing. Uh, fantasy-wise, probably the main... Question mark revolves around Andrew Fafida. Um, sat out last week. We'll hopefully be back this week. He's been named on the bench, which is um, encouraging, although we'd obviously rather he be starting. Yeah. I assume if he plays, it will be off the bench. Yeah, better than nothing, but uh, not yeah. ideal. So he's played two games off the bench, um, you know, between his injuries uh, with scoring, I think, both in the 40s both times, maybe 44 and 49 or mm, something like that. Pretty much so. a PPM or, or slightly yeah. over, which is good. But Yeah, so, you know, ideally he gets... Yeah, at least that kind of game time, game time or, or more. Um, but yeah, as you say, Fafita owners are the one who's seeing him in the starting side sooner rather than later. So uh, yeah, I don't know. Is he going to be a bench player for the rest of the season, or if he comes through this week, all right? Maybe he goes back into starting team next week. Um, don't know. But either way, if you got him now, I think you've got to hold him at this point. Yeah, and if you're in the situation that a lot of us, including myself, are in with Fafita and Tamalolo, it's probably shaping as a, a Tamalolo trade ahead of a, a Fafita trade. Yeah. Um, anyone else? Sean Johnson's still going pretty well. Yeah, going great. 
Wade Graham's hit a bit of a patch of form. A lot of attacking stats it's in that. Interesting, but, isn't um, it? Yeah, he's never, plus. from memory, he's never really been a great fantasy scorer. Mm. One of those players who's, you know, better in real life than in fantasy. But um, yeah, four straight scores in the fifties uh, is excellent, and his, his on-field form's been fantastic since since Origin, really. So. Mm. Uh, yeah, really a left field one. He won't be in many teams, but I guess if you're looking for a real point of difference, he could be one of them. He hasn't had any huge scores, anything above 60 mm. really, but but has been very consistent. Again, if you really needed a cheaper option to, to spend money elsewhere because you're a bit short and needed to trade. Yep. Um, they're up against the Warriors. Very disappointing last week uh, against the Roosters. Um, shocking injury to uh, poor Jared Beal. Um, so he's obviously out for the season. Uh, Fantasy-wise, um, Jazz Tavongi, you'd be relieved uh, at his only getting a, a grade one from the um, the match review committee, early plea, free to play. Um, appears to have shaken off an ankle injury as well. Poor score last week due to the, uh, the simbin for the shot on Kronk, but starting at lock is um, certainly his best spot where he just gets massive hit-ups yeah. to go with his massive tackle count. Yeah, big turnaround for him in the last few days. It seemed like during that game he'd definitely be out this week, either through suspension or injury, but... Mm. Did you say he's dodged both? And, yeah, the positional um, switch really helps uh, uh, Isaac Luke back to hooker. To Margaret Locke, where, yeah, he can get a lot of tackles and a lot of run metres, which he kind of loses a bit of at hooker. So mm. very good news for him. Um, expect something north of 50 points. Um, two of us has Shaq's been a bit quiet recently, yeah. speaking of 50-point scores. He started off with a try last week, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, got a try and still only got 32, I think. So, mm. yes, those of us who have him will be hoping for a few more points this week. A few more tackle breaks. Not the first time this year that we've seen an attacking outside back score poorly against the Roosters, so uh, yeah. hopefully things are a bit more open against the uh, the Sharks. Second game uh, down there at Campbelltown, West Tigers against the Knights. Um, pretty safe to say this is must win for both teams. If one of them is going to make a charge into the top eight, they're going to have to win this one. Um, it's pretty much curtains for whichever team loses this one, you would think. Um, Tigers, more shocking injury news. Mm. Um, poor Jacob Little, he's done a, a real job on his knee, a, a complete blowout. He's out for at least nine months. So our best wishes uh, to him as well. It does mean a recall for uh, for Josh Reynolds, although it's not a massive talking point um, for fantasy purposes. Um, probably a little bit low on, on real sort of fantasy-relevant guys. I'd say Ryan Madison yep. would be one of the main ones and a few people still running Alex Twile, who's on the bench again. Yeah, so both those guys hitting kind of around 50. Madison's a bit up and down, can have really big games like he did a couple of weeks ago. Um, and Twelve's kind of scoring a point a minute, but it's just down to what game time he gets off the bench, so it tends to be in the 40s. Um, yeah, both solid to have, not necessarily buys if you haven't got them. And as you say, that's pretty much it at this point, I think, of the Tigers. Mm-hmm. Robert Jennings returns to the back line, although I don't imagine too many running with him in fantasy either. Yeah. They're up against the Knights, and um, if you are for some reason still running with Mitchell Pearce, you would have enjoyed his two-try mm. outing and 72 points last week against the Cowboys. Um, Callum Ponga, who's had one or two sort of quieter scores, was fantastic as well. A couple of tries for him. Um, Connor Watson, a- another on the injured list, only a short-termer for him, but he's out this week, which is a blow because uh, Connor Watson as a starting hooker is fantastic for fantasy. You know, he's got him, and luckily he scored 69 before he went off last week. Yeah, if only we both still had Mitchell Pearce in our teams. That was a uh, great score. Um, I mean, two tries, and they were both tries with breaks and long yeah. breaks and stuff. So a lot of points out of those plays for him. Um, yeah, I mean, the big news for them is that they will have a different coach next year. It's a very interesting situation. Well, yeah. that Nathan Brown will continue to coach them, as I understand it, for the rest of the season. Um, and they'll leave at the end of the year. So 
we'll wait and see how that affects you know, their on-field play in the next few weeks. As you say, they're still in the finals race if they can win this one. I think they've got the Titans next week and then big game against Penrith in the last round. So they'll be desperate for a win. And if they get a win, then Ponger and Pierce are often in the, uh, in the points. So good signs for them. I think Clemmer got 50-odd again last week. So yep. still very solid. Um, that's about it. Bradman Best, the 18-year-old, I think, centre, has been tipped to play this week. Um, not really fantasy relevant this year, but we'll get a look at him, and he could be one of those cheapies next year if he doesn't I'd say more his than, price out. Yeah, probably just hoping that he doesn't bag it. Yeah, <laughs> you want him to play well enough to look good, but yeah, but not score a lot of tries. And how many times we've we seen it? You know, Scott Drinkwater this year had one yeah. good game last year and started expensive. There's been plenty of other guys in a similar situation have one good game and suddenly start at five, six hundred grand the, the next year. So hopefully he doesn't do that to us. But uh, wait and see, I guess. The final Saturday game, the Dragons host the Roosters uh, down at Cogra, which is very unusual. These two teams tend to usually be at um, at the SCG. They've obviously got the uh, the Anzac clash early in the year, but um, Roosters haven't been at Cogra for a, a fair while. The Dragons probably a bit unlucky last week, mm. but just can't quite put it together. Um, ben Hunt, if you've got him, went off with an HIA and just 10 points to his name would have been a, a huge blow. Um, a few other fantasy relevant guys in their team. McInnes obviously is the uh, is the star. Went okay last week. Was um, yeah, it's rare that you would be disappointed with a what was it sixty four? I think he got yeah, yeah. Just given a few of the other scores. Yeah, um, he's been great. I mean, he, he's gone from what the third best hooker in the start. I mean, he's still probably maybe the third most owned hooker, but pretty much must have at, at this mm. point of the year for the the real big gun team. So. Um, he's been fantastic. James Graham's been scoring quite well in the last few weeks. Um, a lot of tackles. A lot of tackles. <laughs> yeah, a lot of 50s. Um, they're probably it. Um, yeah, Hunt can be a 50-point player, but that 10-point last week, 10-point game last week's really going to hurt if he's in your in your 17. Yep, and uh, Jonas Pearson in on the wings, probably the other team change um, for Ravalawa. Otherwise, no real fantasy talking points. Um, looking at the Roosters, um, big win last week was good for some of their attacking players. James Tedesco and yep. Latrell Mitchell uh, in particular scored very well. Angus Crichton, uh, there's no Boyd Cordner anywhere in the 21 again. We thought mm. he was going to be pretty yeah. close to uh, to returning this week, but it means another probably you would say 80-minute game for uh, Angus Crichton. So if you do have him, he's um, back to sort of scoring how we came to expect it at South when he is getting those big 80-minute games. Yep, if you don't have him... Rob him out as a buy option, I think, for that Cordner reason. Yeah, well, I mean... If Cordner comes back at some point, theoretically, then, you know, based on this year, Crichton's probably the man to go back to the bench. You would say so. Um, I mean, he has... I think his form has been better than when he was, yeah. you know, at, at the start of the year. I think he's fitting into the system a little better. Great. Maybe those few weeks coming off the, the bench as a middle is, has helped him. Maybe it does mean, you know, Orbison goes back to that sort of bench utility role that we've seen from him a lot. It would be a very past. Mitch Orbison thing for him to become a great fantasy player now. <laughs> People start buying him and then Cordner comes back and Crichton keeps his spot and Orbison goes back to the bench. So. Yeah. Probably dodge both those second rows, even though they both scored really well last week and mm. have been scoring well in the last few weeks. Yeah, Orbe got even more than, than Crichton, didn't he? 69. Got 69, yeah. yeah quite try. impressive. Um, yeah, they're the main ones. Moving on to the Storm and the Titans, uh, Sunday afternoon at Amy Park. Um, Storm is coming off what's actually their biggest loss of the year, even though it was a tight game. That four-point loss to the Raiders they haven't lost by more yeah. than two. 
previously this year, Amazing. so they'll be stinging after that one. I'm sure uh, Craig Bellamy won't be too happy with them. They set very high standards down there, which could mean look out Gold Coast. Last time that Craig Bellamy was this angry, they put 60-plus on the eels back in yeah, round nine. This so feels like that kind of game, doesn't it? It does, yeah, and uh, that certainly means someone like uh, Cameron Munster. I think Munster could go massive in yeah. this game. Well, he got 90-plus in that, that yeah. Eels win as well. And even um, even in that game, Pappenheisen got yeah. what was it, 70 in 30 minutes or yeah, something. Exactly. Absolutely extreme. He's on the bench again. Um, Cam Smith's been churning out pretty consistent numbers. Yep. Um, I think everyone would have Smith at this point. Yeah, Munster really becomes a buy option, I think, if you're looking for a half. Uh, this week, um, and you want to point a difference from, you know, Moses, DCE, these kind of guys. Uh, this round, at least, he could go huge. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it, I think, fantasy-wise. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've talked a bit in the past about Finucane and Kenny Bromwich, but I think they're probably, you yeah. know, as impressive as Kenny Bromwich has been fantasy score-wise this year, they're a tier below the, the keepers you want at this stage of the season. Yep. Um, Titans are probably a little bit more relevant than um, what I would have expected a few weeks ago. Um, talking points being that um, Mitch Rain and Nathan Peets both played 80 minutes last week, mm. which is a bit unexpected. Peets now basically playing that loose forward type role with uh, Jai Arrow moving into the front row, which benches uh, Jai Whitbread, who um, was looking like a almost yeah. a pretty handy 18th man for the, the run home. So it's not ideal for him, but... Um, Nathan Pete's actually quite cheap in coming off 59 and 80 minutes as a, a lock forward type role is, um, you know, if you need a buy, is a discount option. Yeah, certainly, you know, earlier this year you would have thought, you know, either Pete's or Rain could be a, a good mm. fantasy scorer, but not both at the same time, but that's what we have at the moment. Um, yeah, Jai Arrow, is that going to hurt his scoring potential a little bit? Probably Maybe lock. a little bit minutes-wise. doesn't make that much difference, but yeah. um, he got 50 last week, which is... Good. Um, ideally, if you bought him, you want 60-plus, but he could easily make a lot of tackles this week against Melbourne, so wouldn't be surprised if he gets a big game. Yeah, and, uh, again, a, a little bit cheaper than some of the other premium forward options, so if you do need to sell a, a Tamalolo or a Fafita, then he's one you could potentially be looking at. Uh, brings us to the final game of the round, the Raiders and the Seagulls. Down there in the nation's capital, probably Big the game. game of the round on uh, on paper. Really excited to see how this one pans out. Canberra probably stand themselves as the real deal, you'd say, with that storm win last week. And um, Sea Eagles haven't had too many slip-ups of late. Um, they bounced back from that Warriors loss with a uh, pretty impressive win over West Tigers last week. Just taking a look at the, uh, the Raiders' side, not too many changes. The um, unfortunately injury-prone Joe Tarpany's out again for a week or two with a, a rib injury. Um, Ryan Sutton starts Hudson Young back on the bench he was a bit of a mid-season cheapy though we haven't seen much of him lately um, John Bateman looked a tiny bit hobbled for a bit yeah. I was a bit worried he was going to go off uh, with some kind of knee or ankle injury but he finished the game and seems fine um, are they the main ones from a fantasy? I think so yeah Bateman for a brief minute especially in hindsight with um, Braden Burns injured as well Bateman looking injured could have you know wrecked everyone's center options. Um, yeah, but thank God he came through and got another big score. He's been his scoring has been fantastic in the last six weeks or something. Um, you almost don't pay attention to it now because you're expecting him to get yeah. massive scores every week and everyone's got him. So uh, yeah, anyway, awesome scorer. Uh, another one to you know probably another buy for 2020 as well next year when we come around to fantasy again. Yeah. I th- won't be in the centers unfortunately. Won't be in the centers, <laughs> but you know. Awesome fantasy player and player in general. Um, Jack Whiten, who we've yeah. talked up, is a dual position option, covering half and wing at fullback. Uh, didn't have a good one. Got binned, uh, scored 
21 points. Uh, not great in a in a finals head to head week. Mm. Um, An attacking player against the storm, even in a exactly. win, is you know obviously the sin bin doesn't help. But um, yeah. I was looking at a quiet game anyway. Big chance of bouncing back if Canberra get the win this week. Yeah, um, that's probably about it for. Canberra talking point. Josh Papali's been in pretty hot yeah. form. Um, obviously scored a try, try and got a big score yeah. last week, but even before that he was uh, he was going pretty well. Again, if you need a, a forward to replace yep. your um, Tamalolos and Fafitas. Um, so the final team list is the Sea Eagles. No changes, perhaps unsurprisingly, after a big win over the uh, the West Tigers. Try scoring machine. Jack Gajewski still on the, <laughs> uh, the right side back row with Curtis Serena still sidelined. Um, Jake Travoyevich, I'm getting a bit sick of him getting early showers. If Manny could have a few more tight games, that'd be nice. I'm hoping it happens this week and he can get back to those 60 tackle counts. Um, Tom Travoyevich, though, was uh, pretty good last week. Probably could have scored a bit more, but um, still a 50-plus, which is too hard to get um, too cranky with. And uh, DCE, the other real premium keeper. Adam Fanua Blake outscored to power by a wide margin. Yeah, he's had some really big games this year, Fanua Blake. Mm. Uh, I don't know if he's still quite in that keeper bracket, but maybe that's just because we're focusing on the other ones so much. I think he averages around 50 yeah. rather than mid-50s. So maybe a rung below those guys. Yeah, to power it's a bit quiet by comparison, 42 points, but still tends to score 50 or more most weeks. So, yeah, this kind of game, if, if it is, if it's a... You know, good close game, which you would expect it is. Um, it's good signs for all the forwards, basically. Tommy yeah. Turbo could be a bit quieter, but uh, Jake should score well to power, and Vanilla Blake should all be in the points. Uh, DCE scores well pretty much any kind of game, so. Mm. Yes. Well, he's luckily one of those halves that if he's not getting, you know, tons of breaks yeah. and, and assists, he can get lots of kick meters and even defense wise, he's a lot yeah. of tackles, yeah. yeah. Um, brings us to the end of the team lists, and uh, the questions have really dropped off this week. I think a week or two ago, if everyone's had two trades out left. Of their now everyone's, <laughs> everyone's made all their trades, they've been knocked out of head to head or, or whatever it is. Um, it's only a couple, so we'll get to those quickly. There was a question earlier about um, is Bradman Best going to be added today? He'll probably be in by the time you're listening to this podcast. I think he might be already. Not already, yes. yep. Um, Paul Burns says, When is it time? Best time to use that last trade? Mm. Depends. Yeah. Um, probably this week, really. For probably most this of us. week. I mean, if you've if you have no injury issues and you think you're the favourite in your head-to-head uh, matchup, then maybe hold it. Um, but if you're desperate in any way, um, this is the week to use it. It's it's a good week, I think, to um, make use of the rolling lockout and see how things are going across the weekend. So keep an eye on the Friday night stuff for Tomalolo, whether he's in or, in or out, and then. Over the weekend, you can even see how your head-to-head matchups going, and if you need to make a, a trade mm, to give true. yourself the leg up, um, then make it. Really nice weekend for any head-to-head focus coaches who finished top four and then won last week. <laughs> Just put the feet up and have a exactly. week off, and yeah, save let the trade the, in that case. Let yeah. the carnage unfold and save the trade for uh, for next week. Um, third and final question that came from Ryan Hadley, who has five trades left somehow. Um, not quite sure how. He said he has most guns except for Tom Turbo. Who do I get? Well, Seems to have answered his own question. Yeah, start to with Tom extent. Turbo. Yeah. Um, and then uh, beyond that, I mean, you know, start from the guys with the best averages and work your way down. Um, yeah, the other thing, I guess, is look at your head-to-head matchups, see yeah. where you, you know, do or don't match up with your opponent. If you think you have a bit of an edge, then you can make trades to... You know, get more like-for-like players with them. You know, if they've got a star half that you haven't got, then 
cancel that guy out perhaps or if you're the underdog then go the other way and get a few um, mm. point of difference kind of players the other thing with five trades is you can afford to get a bit more creative and sort of go one up, one down. So if you bring in someone yeah. who's a bit cheaper, like a you know, Nathan Peets or an Aidan Tolman, yep. who's a bit more left field, you've got a bit more money to use on an upgrade to make sure you've got any you know absolute premium guns who you don't already have, which is a good spot to be in. Good point. Um, very late entrant, right as we were going through the, um, the Twitter questions from Aaron, who asks, who would you bring in at wing fullback out of Milford or Travojevic for the final three games? Also, what are we thinking about Tamalolo? Was he lucky to play at least two of the final three games? Milford versus Turbo uh, is interesting. I'd really go on the, I guess, the um, schedule for both those teams. I was going to say, they're both attacking players. Yeah, so you um, want them to be winning games. Uh, Milford, I'll look at the Broncos first. They've got uh, South, which will be close, but I guess they're favourites. Parramatta at home as well, um, I mean in Brisbane. And then the Bulldogs' last game. None of them are super easy games. Mm-hmm. They're probably favourites to win all three. But I was going to say, if they won all three or lost all three, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Milford could get some big scores, but no guarantees. Um, Manly, meanwhile, tough game against Canberra. Tough game against Melbourne next week, and they finish up against Parramatta, which is probably, could be tough or could be open. Yeah. Uh, so I think Brisbane have a slightly easier draw, I guess. Mm. Maybe Milford on that. Uh, based on that, I mean, I've got Troy Bitch and I don't have Milford, so that's yeah, another reason to get Milford. That's fine, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> the way my team's going, so yeah, maybe Milford. Yeah, tight, tight one between those two, but I'd probably lean to Milford just based on the, the schedule for the final three games. The second part of that about Tamalo, likely to play at least two of the final three. Well, there's three games left and he's been named in the reserves this week, so if he does play this week, you'd assume that's because he's fit and he's yep. going to play three games unless he has a recurrence of the injury. Yep. Um, if he doesn't play this week, you'd have to think he's close and then probably plays next week and gets the final two. Um, I mean, they're basically... A, Technically, a mathematical chance if you know a million other results go their way to make the finals, but they're basically out of it. Sure. So, I don't know if there's any real need to, you know, risk doing further damage to your um, most important player. Yeah, I mean, it's really it's a bit of a kind of saving face exercise at this point for yeah. Cowboys. Um, they want to win all the games they can. So, yeah, as you say, he's 18th man this week. Um, if he doesn't play this week, I expect him to play next week. So. I think huge chance of playing two out of the final three. Um, for head-to-head, you really want him playing this week if he's in your team. You don't want to be knocked, you know, save him. Don't don't trade him out and then get knocked out of your league. But, yeah, I guess for overall points, um, I think you can expect him to play at least two of the last three. Yeah, I tend to agree. That brings us to the end of the questions, I believe. And, yeah, and the end of another fantasy <laughs> podcast. Any, you got it still sitting on one trade? One trade. I see what happens with Tom Malolo, I think. And, um, yeah, either trade him, maybe upgrade someone else, um, maybe save that last trade for the last two weeks. Yeah, I was, uh, I was very close last week to pulling the trigger on a Tom Malolo to Nathan Brown trade, mm-hmm. which I'm kind of glad I didn't. Yeah. You know, still would have scored more because I had red dots in my 17, but um, 36 was underwhelming. Now I'm kind of worried about... The other option was Jai Arrow. If he's at prop and he's only be getting 50 points a week rather than the you know mm. 55 to 75 that we've seen from him in the past, there's a bit of a question mark as well. Um, Nathan Brown, you'd think he'd probably score a bit better. Yeah, I think so. Um, um, in the coming games than he did on the weekend against the Titans. Yeah, it's yeah. a tough one. I mean, any given week now, you know, one big game, one bad game and from any player exactly. can be the uh, deciding factor in your head-to-head matchup. So, yeah. Mm. 
Cross your fingers. Are we both set and forget on Payne Haas this week as captain? I think so. No, I think so too. I, I can't cop the embarrassment. <laughs> All right, beautiful. It brings us to the end of another podcast. Thanks again for joining us. As always, plenty of good stuff on NRL.com to come through the week. Uh, Late Mile Crew podcast on Thursday afternoon, fantasy video preview on Wednesday, Lone Scout Q&A Thursday morning. Uh, if you're interested in all the experts' teams of the decades that are getting rolled out uh, this week, they're, uh, they're going to be rocking up on Wednesday as well, so keep an eye out for that one. <coughs> and, of course, all your Late Mail and breaking news. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.